Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, March 3rd. A bit of a calm before the Indian Wells and Miami storms overwhelm all of us tennis fans, those premier mandatory and masters events coming up on the horizon over the next month. But we still have a little tennis to get through before that five notable ATP and WTA events to talk about on today's podcast in Indian Wells. The men and women coming together for a little warm up, maybe for the grounds. They want to make sure everything's still working. The courts are firing how it's all playing. And of course, huge shout out to our friends at Oracle for all they do putting on these Oracle Challenger Series events, both the men and women in Indian Wells this week. I believe on the women's side, it's 16 top 100 players in the draw. On the men's side, there are nine. I mean, for an 125K women's event, for an ATP Challenger event for the men, that's freaking crazy. So obviously, really exciting stuff to talk about there in Monterey, Mexico. Similar idea, WTA stepping up their game even more so there. It's an international event. They've got the Challenger for the men as well. And it's crazy to see as many top 100 players as we do littered through those draws. We've also got some top 20 players in action, a few wanting to get a few matches in before their Indian Wells and Miami journeys begin. Uh, players like Sophia Kennan, who has struggled since the uh, struggles the stretch where, I mean, she won the Australian Open. Are you really struggling if you've already won a Grand Slam this year, but has not won a professional match, at least a tour level match? She, I think she won a Fed Cup rubber, but uh, has not since. So she's in Lyon. Alina Svitolina, uh, Joe jo Conta, two players who have struggled mightily in 2020, uh, are in Mont. Ture alongside of Sloane Stevens. So still have some very notable men and women in the draw this week. I want to talk about all of them, set the scene for you all. But before I do that, I have to remind you that today's podcast, as these mini break podcasts always are, brought to you by our friends at Diadem Sports. Diadem, as you know, are helping tennis players elevate their game by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet, their Nova 100, their Elevate 98 rackets. Developed with your performance in mind, each racket carefully crafted for a specific type of playing style whether it's your game commands power and explosiveness precision and control uh, they have the best option to take your game to the next level and it's not just the rackets their strings as well the evolution strings uh, the solstice power the elite xt all meant to accentuate the best features of your respective game and it's not just the tennis that sort of specific tennis gear you know things like tennis balls things like an incredibly stylish hoodie and just all the sort of swag you want to be decked out with in uh, decked out in to bring out your best tennis 
They've got it all for you, and we recently had the chance to sit down with co-founder of Diadem Sports, A.J. Bartlett, on our Cracked Interviews podcast. In that podcast, I asked him, hey, for our fans out there who may not know about your Diadem products, which racket uh, should they be using depending on their style of game? And he gets into all of those things and more, and we really appreciate the chance to get to chat with him, so be sure to check out that Cracked Interviews podcast. Also, be sure to go to their website, diademsports.com, and if you like what you see, do I have good news for you? You can get 50 percent off your diadem orders using our promo code cr15 i mean to get a racket that's going to be better than the current one you're using for 50 percent off i mean i I, and this is mental math here but i'm pretty sure you're winning by 110 percent in this exchange so be sure to go to their website diademsports.com be sure to check it out pro it's good enough for pro players like carousel and seku bangora it's certainly good enough for rec players such as us fans of tennis that being said uh as fans of tennis this is a fun week and it's nice I feel like it's like a little chaser right when you drink you never want to drink it straight up you need a little chaser before you get into the hard stuff and this is the chaser we need before we get into an Indian Wells action-packed week introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe more than just a tennis shoe it's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette it's designed to enhance speed and power on the court the multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out the coco cg1 empowers you to dominate the game learn more and purchase the coco cg1 at newbalance.com let's start though in california with that 125k and challenger event going on right now at the grounds of indian wells i mentioned on the women's side how stacked that draws there are also so many americans in play i think it's four americans are top 10 seeds six seeded americans overall players like bernarda para who's right around the top six i think she's at a career high number 59 right now in the rankings players like uh ali uh, ali risk excuse me like madison brangle who has looked so good at the start of her her 2020 season, Taylor Townsend as well, Jessica Pegula, a lot of really talented Americans in action. You've also got a ton of young Americans who were forced to play round of 64 events, uh, round of 64 matches given their rankings. And unfortunately for the American women, there were some rough results across the board. There were two, I believe, All-American battles yesterday, may have only been one actually now that I think about it. But uh, you talk about it for these American tennis players, the notable results in terms of the All-American battles. Sasha Vickery able to knock off Katie McNally uh, in straight sets, 6-2, uh, You know, that's a great performance for Vickery, who, you know, isn't as perhaps youthful as Coco Goffs and the Kennans and the, even the McNallys of the world. But keep in mind, Sasha Vickery isn't even 25 years old yet, and her career high inside the top 100, we've all seen what she's capable of with this win. She's up to number 158 in the live rankings, which isn't crazy. That'll get you into a lot of 125K events. That'll get you into the sort of tournaments you need to play to advance back to that top 100 bubble. So great win for her. And again, we're set up to have a lot of fun All-American matches in terms of some other young Americans in the draw who unfortunately fell a little bit short. Haley Baptiste, uh, who we had the chance to talk to when we were in Lexington for the inaugural Kentucky Open. She gets knocked off by Katie Bolter, who's making her return from injury. 7-5-6-3. Good win for Bolter. 
reserved for the talented Baptiste, who, again, that's another young player to throw up there with to be just as excited about as the rest of the young Americans. The 18-year-old currently sitting at number 234 in the live rankings. That's five off her career high, so she's got to be feeling pretty good about herself. Uh, Ann Lee, another talented young American, three-set loss, unfortunately, for her. Uh, to Dart, uh, 616761. Uh, Claire Liu, uh, 616461, lost in a tough first round match uh, to Yanina Wickmeyer, who I believe Wickmeyer is a former, uh, certainly top 50 player. And in fact, I believe she was ranked as high as number 12 in her career. So got the chance to see Vic Meyer. I think she just overwhelmed Claire Liu with her power there. There were other notable results, though. Uh, uh, Vic Yansteva, I definitely butchered that, knocks off Alina Kalanina, who has had a really successful start to her 2020 season, 2 6 7 6, six four. In what was, in my opinion, the match of the day there, you also had Zavana Reva, the former top 10 talent, knocking off Shi Yu Wang, 6 4 6 1. Danilovich over Saped Roy, uh, 6 4 in the third. Uh, what else do we have? And I think, oh, and then our last one featuring an American, uh, Kurumi Nara knocking off Jamie Loeb, uh, the former Carolina singles champion, 7-6, uh, 6-4. That was the action on the women's side. On the men's side, a lot of Americans. In fact, I believe every American main draw, or every main draw match yesterday featured an American man, and the Americans did really well. You look overall, uh, they went 9-2 and two on, or 9-3 and three on the day. There was one All-American battle, but still, that's a really good set of results, and you look across the board, uh, and by the way, all of these results can be found on livestream.com backslash ATP backslash WTA or on the Oracle Challenger Series website themselves. I believe they've got access to the streams for those looking to see it. Uh, let's start with the most notable returning uh, players on the day, and all of us remember, I think it was now over two years ago, which is crazy to think, that Hyun Chung uh, made a semifinal at a major in Australia. He knocked off Novak Djokovic there. That was Djokovic's last loss in Australia. Uh, he made his debut in during this 2020 season, but he ran into a buzzsaw in Tyson Kwiatkowski, who the 24-year-old, he may already be 25. I know him and I were born both 95ers, so uh, he holds a spot near and dear in my heart, but for Ty Kwiatkowski, who right now, after this win, and he won a his first challenger, and he did just turn 25. Um, he's up to number 181 in the rankings, and you know, given that he played 40 years of college tennis, that's a good spot to be. He's really, I mean, he will get into every challenger event he wants to play. Hopefully, uh, he's able to start playing. You know, get a, a couple more wins. There's some 250 matches you can get draws, uh, you can get into, but. For him, you know, for this clay court portion of the year, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Certainly, you know, with his ranking being where it's at, he shouldn't have to worry about getting into Grand Slam qualifying. If you can qualify for a Grand Slam, then, you know, a whole bunch of opportunities, not just financially, but points-wise, begin to open up for you. And it was a really good win for Kwiatkowski, who continues to show not only his immense range of shot selections, loves to slice off both wings, comfortable moving forward, comfortable playing angle, playing pace, uh, and then obviously the cannon of a first serve. Really good result for him, seven six six two over Chung, and again, you look at the stats, and he only made 50% of his first serves, uh, but still, he you know, 22 of 30 on those first serve points, 16 of 30 on those second serve points, uh, more importantly for him, or, or excuse me, 57% on those first serves going 94% on those fifteen, on those first serve points, thirty-two of thirty-four, sixteen of twenty-six on the second serve, and he saved both break points he faced, not broken on the day for Hyun Chung. It was a pretty good performance. I mean, 
keep in mind he only got broken twice right both in that second set it was a really good first set but you can see he's still trying to get his legs his rhythm under him uh, but great win for Kwiatkowski uh, for him to keep his confidence rolling in 2020 and in terms of the best comeback I saw on the day how about Mitchell Kruger who comes back after dropping a first set bagel against Duty Sale. I believe he was down a bagel and then for love in that third set as well. He races back to win 06, 7 6, 7 5. I mean, great win for Kruger, who after, you know, he lost a bunch of points after uh, not defending his title in Dallas. He's down back uh, down to number 218 right now in the world, uh, which will still get you into Grand Slam qualifying, but. You know, that's right on the border. And for Kruger, his career high of number 159 for the 26-year-old. If a push is going to come, it's got to be soon, right? To get to that top 100 when you're 27, 28, 29 years old, it's just really difficult to do if you haven't been there already. So for uh, Mitchell Kruger, great great for him to get the win in advance in this one. Let's run through the rest of the Americans. Uh, Let's go from youngest to oldest, Sebastian Corda outlasting USC senior Brandon Holt, a wild card in this event, 6-3-6-1. Really good win for Corda, who just overpowered Holt in the end. Mackie McDonald, former UCLA singles champion, makes his return, uh, continues to make his return on the Pro Tour. He gets a 6-love, 6-4 win over Blake Mott. Michael Moe, 6-love, 6-3 over Akira Santillan, who... You know, two years ago, at the end of, or three years ago, I guess, 2017, beginning of 2018, uh, he looked like a surefire bet to be cracking the top 100 sometime soon, and yet for the 22-year-old, just things have not gone well for him singles-wise over the past couple of years, and there's multiple reasons why, you know, mentally he's a guy who will get angry on the court if he's not living up to his, the level he expects, and that seems to have sunk. Oh, uh, seems to have carried over just week by week. The confidence just isn't there for Santillan. But for Michael Moe, who you know has dealt with so many injuries over the past couple of years, after he was on the precipice of and actually cracked that top 100, he's back up to number 180 in the world. A good result here this week. Should he win the event, uh, he would get all the way back up into that top 140. And I think he's got a fascinating second round match with Francis Tiafo, two guys who I think a lot of us expected uh, as two of the most talented young Americans to come through the pipeline over the past, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. Uh, we expected to see them in the top 100. We expected, you know, those are two of the 98s, those two along with Stefan Kozlov. You expected to see them, you know, being the faces of the next uh, generation of American talent, and instead it's been the 97s. Fritz is Opelka Tiafo, something I'll talk about more uh, in my long-form article this week, who have really stepped up, but that's a really interesting match uh, between two young Americans. Other American winners, real quick. Michael Redlicky, 2-2 two and two over Jirli. Over uh, that's a good win. Uh, Ray Sarmiento, 3-3 three and three over Marius Kopel. Noah Rubin, our fellow Tennis Channel Podcast Network brother in 367661 for him over Danilo Petrovic and then Jack Sock, who we're not going to talk about his level of play. I feel like we spent all of the beginning of 2018 and a lot of 2019 as well talking about Jack Sock. You know the deal by now. He's been injured. He's dealt with various different confidence flows and just nagging things here and there. But 
Good win for him, 615762 uh, over Kechi Uchida again for him. Every win at this point, I think that's his second win, right? Uh, in like two years, in like a year and a half. And every win for him counts now for Jack Sack with the wind. Uh, crazy that he is up in his mind, up 52 ranking spots to number 76. Another win today uh, would get him, uh, or a ranking spot to get him to number 716. Another win would get him back inside uh, the top 700, which again, given Jack Sack is, what, 26, 27 years old. It's crazy that we're talking about him being outside the top 100, let alone outside the top 500. But a really good result for him. The two Americans who lost on the day, Maxime Janvier knocks off former Stanford All-American Bradley Klon, 6-4, And then Misha Zvira, a fascinating 5-7, love, 7-6 victory over J.C. Aragoni, who you know, was right there uh, in terms of the loan for Zverev. Talk about a guy whose level has vacillated a ton uh, through this year. He right now outside the top 200, sitting at number 255. So good for him to get a win under his belt. And again, that I'm talking about all these matches, the men and the women, speaks to the depth of this Indian Wells field. It's going to be a really fun day of action uh, throughout the men's and women's play in terms of the women. Uh, you know, Shelby Rogers, Nicole Gibbs going to face off in an All-American matchup. That's I, I believe we also have another one in Vera Lepchenko and Asia Muhammad. Also a fascinating match today uh, between Shi Yu Wang, uh, the incredibly talented uh, Chinese player, uh, young Chinese player, and Coco Vandway. Those are two hard hitters, folks, two players who are, you know, one's 18, one is not 18. You talk about for Coco Vandway, who we had, by the way, on our Cracked Interviews podcast at the end of last year, the 20th. 28-year-old still working her way back from injury. She's just inside the top 200 right now of the love rankings at 198. And, you know, I feel like for both of these players, it's a matter of when, not if, they're going to recrack that top 100. So that should be a really fun matchup as well. Also really fun to see Brangle-Vickmeyer Part 3. It's the fact that they've already played twice in 2020, given we're only at the start of March. That's crazy. Uh, but they're going to have another battle. And Brangle right now, 2-0 on the year against her. Brangle's been really good. Uh, to start her 2020 season. We had the chance to chat with her when we saw her in Kentucky. You go all the way back. She won the Oracle Challenger Series event in Newport Beach earlier in the year. Uh, When we were in Lexington, she made that semifinal there as well. So first tournament for her since then. And, uh, you know, that she gets Vic Meyer again, someone she knows quite well. Uh, A a bunch of really under fun events as well. Sinyakova, the number one seed here this week, going to take on, get her action started against Sasha Victory. Pagula uh, gets her campaign started tonight. A really fun match between Zavatska and Francesca Di Lorenzo as well. And, you know, again, all throughout the draw, this is going to be, oh, and two former top 10 players, Zvonareva, Vera Zvonareva, taking on the number 15 seed here this week, Sam Stozer. Uh, so it's going to be a fun slate of women's events on the men's side. I mentioned that Tiafo Mo match. We also have an Ugo Umber Jack Sock match that if you told me it was a first round of a Masters event, I'd believe you just as much as it being a second round here of a challenger, right? That's crazy. And so really good event. We also have Luca Pui making his return. The number two seed going to take on Noah Rubin in his first match of the 2020 season. He's working his way back from injury. 
So that's going to be a fun one. What else do we've got? Kruger Elbont. That's juicy. Uh, Chris O'Connell, Sebastian Corda. I'm here for that. Keegan Smith, Govananda, the UCLA wildcards. Uh, they're going to be taking on uh, Ryan Penniston and Mark Pullman's respectfully. Uh, so again, all of the action. Oh, and Gage Brimer, another Bruin in action today. We've also got Brandon Nakashima, the former University of Virginia Cavalier, as well as Michael Redlicky, Mackie McDonald. So any time. And Max Cressy, ooh, four former Bruins in action. So fun day to be a UCLA Bruin fan at Indian Wells. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's the action going on there. Uh, we also have men and women in play right now in Monterey as well. Let's start with the women once again. It's a WTA international event, so you know you're going to get high-quality players uh, throughout the draw. In terms of the matches we saw yesterday, uh, I believe only seven round of 32 matches were played Um Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, and in fact, six, seven. Yep, that is that match. And we did have a couple of All-American matchups. Feels notable that Sloane Stevens, the number five seed, got a much-needed first win of her season, six, four, five, seven, six, one, over the talented young American Emma Navarro still. For Stevens, she sort of just outlasted physically Navarro in that third set, but she continues to struggle. And I mean, so just for her to get the win, even when she's still not playing her best, that does numbers for your confidence. And that's a great win for Sloan. I mean, it's a fine win for it. It's not a great win. I mean, Emma Navarro, where is she at right now in the live rankings? You look at it, Emma Navarro, the 18-year-old at number 499. So it's not a great win, but it's a much-needed win for Sloan Stevens to just sort of begin to right the ship of her 2020 season. Shmadova knocked off Venus Williams yesterday again in three sets, four six six three six two. I mean, for Venus, you don't want to say you see the end in sight because you know you never want to talk about one of the game's great champions like that. But for Venus right now, you talk about where she's at in the live rankings. She's number sixty six right now. You know, she's thirty nine years old, and you know, when in playing, uh, no matter who your opponent is, in particular uh, in this one, she's playing uh, Shmadova. Uh, you know, that's that's not an easy match. The 25-year-old, 178 in the world. But, you know, you feel like that might be a match that Venus Williams should be winning and that she's not is definitely concerning moving forward. And just a little thing to monitor. Would not shock me. I know how important the Olympics are to her, but with all of the retirements we've seen, it does feel like we are on the precipice of a Venus, you know, bowing out just because you never want to spend time. You know, she's not going to go play 125 case, folks. She wants to be playing the biggest events only, and her ranking soon may be in a position where that's going to prove impossible, so she's going to need some wins as well. Uh, But still, really high level from Shmadova, and then you look elsewhere. uh, It was a rough day for the Americans, one in three on the day, if you include that Stevens win, but that was an all-American battle. Uh, Oleg Govrstova continues her fine form, 3-6-6-2-6-1 over Caroline Dalahide, former Vanderbilt standout Astra Sharma, 6-4-6-4 over Stojanovic, uh, Yafang Wang, 4-4 four four over Arura Barena, Kazlu, uh, P- uh, Rebecca Pedersen. 
three six seven six six four over Kozlova, and then the number nine seed Buskova six four six two over Kuchova uh, in that round of thirty two. That was the action on the women's side. On the men's side, a bunch of first round play in uh, in event in terms of the Americans. There, Donald Young, Kevin King, Chris Eubanks, Colin Altamirano, all winners on the day. Americans going four and one overall. Um, perhaps the most impressive win of the bunch. Chris Eubanks surviving against Brazilian Orlando Luz, the talented uh, young Brazilian, I should say. 7-6-3-6-7-5 win for him there. Other winners included James Wards, Guillermo Klesar, Jason Kubler, Adrian Mendez, Macarena, Shintaro Machizuki, who got the first challenger win of his young career, the last year's, I believe, U.S. Open junior champion, a wild card in this event, 6-3-4-6-6-2 for him over Mexican wildcard one, Alejandro Hernandez. So that's a great win. John Marco Moroni, uh, 6-3-3 love retirement victory over Max Purcell. And then two former collegiate Australians, J.P. Smith, Alex Vukic, both straight set winners for Vukic, 3-3 three and three over four, former Baylor All-American Julian Lenz. So that sets up a really fun day of action in Monterey as well. You look at the results, uh, what we can expect to see. Heather Watson staying in Mexico after she won the title in Acapulco last week. She kicks off her action today against Tatiana Morea. Uh, Alina Svitolina, the number one seed, who is just desperate to get some sort of win on, in her career, uh, in her career, get some sort of win. Uh, get some confidence heading into this Sunshine Dua Swing where we all would expect her to be able to compete with anyone. She kicks off her campaign tonight against Kovinich. Victoria Azarenka, the seventh seed, also in action against Zidanzik, but without a doubt. Oh, I should also say Leila Fernandez, last week's finalist. She's going to kick off her defending today. Burdanko against Sobres Maria. Palapova against Gato Monticcioni. But by far, Lauren Davis over Podroska. But by far, the match that has all of our attention, seven not before 7 p.m. tonight, Kim Kleisters continuing her return back on the WTA Tour, going to take on the number two seed and top 20 player in the world, Joe Conta. And, you know, in theory, given the layoff Kleisters have, you'd be like, oh, top 20 player, that's a tough ask. But Joe Conta has struggled mightily to start her 2020 season. You talk about what she's accomplished thus far. I mean, a lot of early losses for her. She kicked off her season in Brisbane. Three-set loss to Striskova. She lost to Own Shabur in Australian straight sets. Not a bad loss given what Shabur's done, but still, you know, that's an 0-2 thing for her. She's also lost to Dodan first match in St. Petersburg. So she has yet to win a singles match this year, folks, and she has a ton of points to defend later on as well. So it's going to be interesting to see her, you know, just how she responds to that challenge of Kim Kleisters, who, you know, second serve was a big issue for her and her first match, but now that she got that first one under her belt, you imagine her level's going to continue to improve as she just gets more and more match experience. So it's going to be a really fun day of women's action in Monterey for the men. Uh, that Shintaro Machizuki is going to take on Ricardos Barrancas. That's a bunch of fun. Bernard Tomich, Jason Jung, uh, all seeds here this week getting their action underway. Ernesto Escobedo also getting his campaign started against Jason Kubler. A really fun match between Ulysses Blanche, Carlos Gomez Herrera as well, and Chris Eubanks are uh, going to be playing. So chalk Full, slate full of action in Monterey. The only other tournament going on this week, I want to mention, uh, Lyon. And in fact, you look in Lyon right now, they've got a uh, number five uh, player in the world in the live rankings right now and Australian Open champion Sophia Kennan in the draw. Kennan has 
Struggled's the wrong word, as I mentioned at the top, but she is looking to get some form of confidence heading into the hardcore, uh, the Sunshine Duo stretch, of course. And, you know, you look at the action that went on there yesterday. Winners were uh, Ali Van Udfenik, straight set winner for the five seed Bonaventure, straight set winner Barra over Babos, Christine over Han, Elise Cornet, the number four seed, seven five six love over Ali Lautner. Um, or sorry, of over Antonia Lautner, uh, Caroline Garcia, the number three seed survivor, six four one six seven six, over uh, Min over Greet Minen of Belgium, and then Friedsum of Germany, two and two over Camardina yesterday, and that gets us to today's matches, where again should be another fun slate of matches on the board. You look at what we've got scheduled today. Uh, do we have? I don't believe Sophia Kennan kicks off her campaign today. I think that would be tomorrow. But players like uh, Kamala Georgi and you know Jill Teachman, uh, Kiki Modenovic, all in action. Kasatkina taking on Parmentier, Kuzmova, the eight seed, also playing as well. Uh, really fun slate of matches in Lyon, and again, that'll start early. So for those of you out there who are like, man, I, I need to watch tennis all day long. I can't go in a single hour without watching it. Rest assured, the action in Lyon, France, will have likely started if you are in the U.S. by the time you have woken up. So you'll have tennis from the from the starting there through Monterey, through Indian Wells, throughout the entire course, you know, 8 a.m. to even 1 a.m. the next day. Uh, it should be a full slated event. What is that? Minus seven. So 17 hours of tennis, folks. It doesn't get better than that. If you want to hear more about these tournaments, I do recommend you go to our website, crackrackets.com, where each and every week I try and put up a little write-up of the action of what you should be watching for throughout these week's uh, uh, tournaments. Now, unfortunately, we're going to try and get that out Monday. Unfortunately, this week that's going to be out later today. Uh, but be on the lookout for that article as well. We've got a ton of fun stuff going on at Cracked Rackets to set down for a really fun interview last night on our Cracked Interviews podcast with the Junior Tennis Champion Center, which is the training center in Maryland that has produced players like, you know, Haley Baptiste, Francis Tiafo, Robin Montgomery, Dennis Kudla, Mitchell Frank, Luca Corintelli. You can, I think even Veras Vonareva has spent some time training there as well. Um, we talked to the JTCC president and I think it's senior director of tennis, Vesa Punka. Uh, Vesa is such a well-versed in all things right now going on in the tennis world. His perspective, truly, you know, second to none. You're not going to get more informative than a conversation with Coach Punka. So really fun to sit down for that. And I think all of you Cracked fans will enjoy that as well. There will be many breaks throughout the weeks. A great shot podcast, a bit of a hiatus, but we will get that podcast going as well as we get ready for the Sunshine Duel. We'll definitely talk about some winners and losers of this early portion of this pre-Indian Wells, pre-Miami portion of the month. And, you know, of course, if you've missed any of the content, go to our website, CrackedRackets.com, for the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's at CrackedRackets for those accounts uh, for uh, I, I have to ask, as always, please like, rate, subscribe, review this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, the Cracked Interviews Podcast. A uh, shout out, as always, to the super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for the <laughs> of an editing job they have to do. We like to keep them busy, and they never disappoint us with the quality of their work. Shout out, as well, of course, to our friends at Diadem Sports, that promo code CR50 for 50% off all of your tennis gear needs. And I also want to give a shout out to our friends at Aerobar, making the first tennis specific energy bar and it tastes delicious folks i mean if you're not try- eating that already I-, I don't know what you're what you're doing at this point get off that other stuff i'm not going to name brands here but we'll say uh they rhyme with lift 
No, because that's got it. Whatever. The point is, you want the arrow bars. And if you use our promo code, uh, correct, 30, 30% off of those orders as well. But with that being said, for our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Diadem Sports and Arrow Bar, and for all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, folks, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.